Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make an income while traveling the world. And I guess today they're actually a husband and wife with their kids, and they've actually moved from the UK to Mexico. And uh, you know, we're going to be finding about how you, as a you know, a watcher or a viewer or a listener, can actually do the same. If you wanted to move to Mexico, uh, you know, live abroad, become an expat, we're going to be finding out some tips and advice and how to do that. Uh, so to start off with, why don't you do a quick introduction so we get to know you better for the people who are listening and watching. Hi, uh, my name is Cree Korea, and um, I'm 45 years old, mother of two boys, 12 and 6, from Atlanta, Georgia. So you're from Atlanta, Georgia, Cree, and I think your husband's from the UK, right? He was born in the UK, but spent most of his life in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Okay. So walk us through that story. I mean, uh, tell us about how that meeting happened because uh, it's always good to hear like the backstory there. And uh, tell us about, uh, especially about the meeting and then, uh, you know, obviously the move into Mexico. What made you guys leave the U.S. to go to uh, Mexico? Um, well, we had a always wanted outside of the country and Mexico was one of our favorite destinations for vacation. Um, we toyed around with it about eight years before we actually moved. And um, then I had a series of health scares that kind of made us re-examine what we were doing and what we wanted from our lives. And that really, that really pushed us to get honest with ourselves and decide that it was time. It was maybe now or never. So we put it all together and started our plans to move to Mexico. And you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, they actually wait for those health predicaments or it's too late. Uh, but uh, good on you for actually taking action and uh, following your dreams. And uh, now you're actually uh, living on the side. You're actually in Mexico at the time of this interview. Um, so walk us through um, uh, from idea, uh, from conception to actually uh, implementation. How did you go from the idea, hey, honey, let's move to Mexico with the boys, to actually doing it? Well, it's, um, it's a long process. It's daunting to look at from the start, but we're both planners, and we kind of just started one step at a time with, will Mexico allow us to live there? What's required to obtain a visa? Uh, for residency, and um, that process was actually very quick. So once we had permission from Mexico to live there, we listed houses and cars and belongings, and um, you know, just kind of started to chip away at the at what looked like a huge project. But once we just took it one step at a time, it was pretty manageable. So uh, in terms of the visas, I think that's one of the big uh, questions people have. How can you live in ex as an expat in Mexico? Uh, there's student visas, work visas, tourist visas, uh, investment visas, and much more. Uh, walk us through what visa you guys decided to uh, go on. We have uh, permanent, uh, no, I'm sorry, temporary residency visas. Um, initially, they're for a year, and then they're renewable for up to four years. Um, there are some financial requirements, and um, the reason we sought temporary residency as opposed to permanent residency 
is it to bring a car in. We wanted to drive in. We have two children and two large dogs that were, uh, it was actually going to be more complicated and difficult to get the dogs into Mexico than it was to get us into Mexico. So that's uh, the reason we went for a temporary residency as opposed to a permanent residency. Okay, got it. And uh, in terms of the city, um, you know, obviously Mexico is a big country with so many beautiful places. Uh, I know a lot of expats, they go in the, to San Miguel de Allende, so a lot of people like the Baja Coast, uh, you know, obviously the beach resort areas. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, your decision-making process in terms of once you decide on the country, how do you choose the region and the city to live in? Well, we've, we haven't. <laughs> we've traveled all over the country. We've crossed the country twice at this point. Uh, it's been just over a year. And um, initially we were looking at settling in Merida in the Yucatan, but um, after living there for about three months, we thought it's, it's incredibly hot and humid there. Um, even being from Atlanta, it was just something that was... So we decided to keep going and keep looking and because we had nothing stopping us um, We've just kept traveling So at this point we're in the central mountains in Mexico on Lake Chapala um, In a town called Ajijic and it's got it's about the same elevation as Denver So it's beautiful up here in the winter. I mean in the summer <laughs> gorgeous weather Awesome. Um, you know, I'm here in Medellin, Colombia, and I'm actually loving the weather here. It's called the City of Eternal Spring. And pretty much you can walk around uh, in a t-shirt and shorts the whole year. And it's not like blazing hot or like getting a heat stroke hot or like sweating like uh, bullets hot or uh, you don't need uh, jackets or um, a sweatshirt to sweater. So I'm really loving where I am. At, and I know one of the key decision-making processes in moving or relocating is the weather. So I hope you find what you're looking for. Uh, like the YouTube song says, you know, I still haven't found what we're looking for. Have you found what you're looking for? We found a little bit of everything um, everywhere, really. I mean, there's a lot of factors that comes into deciding where to live long-term. Um, and weather's definitely one of them. This is another city like the one you're in. Um, the weather here is pretty consistent year-round. It's gorgeous. So we have spent um, a good amount of time here um, coming back and forth from the coast where it gets really hot and humid in the summer. Um, and there's really no escaping it. It's different from the states where everybody has central air conditioning. That's not the case in Mexico. So um, the heat and humidity is unrelenting. Um, but we're going to keep traveling. We're going to go this fall. We're going down to Oaxaca, again, to the coast and then into the mountains and um, finish up sort of our whole tour of Mexico. It's a beautiful and expansive country. It's just, it's, it's the traveling. I can't imagine having missed out on that. So tell us about some of the highlights. I mean, um, you know, a lot of people dream of Mexico in terms of both uh, visiting and living. Um, so what would you say from your experience uh, traveling, I think you said about a year, uh, what are some of your highlights in terms of cities, uh, some of the destinations, sightseeing attractions, et cetera? Well, we've loved every city that we have visited. <clears throat> um, our highlights have been really learning about the culture and some of the experiences we've had, I mean, our children have been um, snorkeling in 30 to 40 feet of water. Both were beginning, at best, swimmers when we got here. They're now 
fish that are very confident in their swimming. They horseback ride. We've we've just um, really kind of all reached outside of our comfort zone, and to have that ability to do it together as a family, uh, without any distractions, has been um, really what we were looking for in all of this was just to be together um, as a family while these kids, while our kids are growing and not missing out on that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons we left. Uh, we are from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and we're here traveling around South America. And we wanted to uh, spend those formative years with them before they got tired of mommy and daddy and was so focused on their friends. So good on you for uh, you know taking the leap as well. I'm um, curious to know about uh, two things. Um, and th these are the big questions people ask me. How do you deal with the money side of things, and how do you deal with the schooling, the education? So let's take those uh, one at a time. Uh, tell us about some of the different revenue streams that allows you to fund your travels. Okay. Um, I was a realtor in Atlanta for 20 years. I worked for a company that had a profit share program that I still enjoy, even though I'm retired. Um, we, uh, of course, sold two houses and cars and all of the... Um, Funds from that we've been living on partially. Um, my husband also does some day trading, so the combination of all of that is um, oh, and the blog. Those those are the those are our sources of income. Well, amazing! You know, you guys are so young and you're retired already. So congratulations, and obviously you're still your husband's still doing the day trading, the blogging, obviously, and um, you know, um, any other yeah. income streams that you're looking at uh, getting in the future. Because obviously, if you're traveling on savings alone, it tends to deplete over time. So, uh, what are you planning for the future? Um, depending on where we land, I think uh, both of us have an interest in running some sort of a local business, um, and we're both pretty. Um, we both have pretty strong entrepreneurial spirits. So I, I don't know. I don't. We don't have a specific plan, but I think once we land somewhere, we'll sort of not have a problem figuring out the need and um, making a making a business plan for ourselves. Sounds great. And uh, you know, I touched on the whole schooling side of things. So you got two boys. Uh, what are the ages? And tell us about the schooling. How are you educating them while continuing to travel? Yeah, we have two boys, one uh, 12 and one just turned six. Um, they've been out of school for this year. That was our plan, um, was to take them out of school, travel, learn the language, uh, learn the culture, just get comfortable, and um, just reconnect as a family. Uh, certainly, they've learned more in the last year of traveling than I think they would have in a school environment. Um, and we are trying to figure out what our next step is. If we will continue to world school or home school, or um, they've done some drop-in schools in various towns that we've been in. So it's just kind of been a combination and trying to figure out what works best for us as a family. Yeah, you know, that's uh, very similar to our story. We're world schooling them now. Our kids are much younger than yours. I mean, ours are five, three, and one. So they're not really in school yet. Uh, we pulled them out of preschool. And wow, they missed on like um, nursery rhymes and singing. And, uh, you know, obviously they're learning stuff like, uh, um, you know, vocabulary. They're learning to read and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, like, like you said, uh, right now, as we're traveling, they've learned so much from connecting to the locals, eating the food, learning about history and culture. And we supplement that by obviously teaching them like the things like uh, they don't get through the world schooling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very similar for us. 
so tell us about the struggles. You know, uh, on social media, you'll see the good stuff. You'll see the smiling faces, the joy, uh, the posing with the monuments. But tell us about the struggles. Uh, for example, in your marriage, the fighting, uh, because me and my wife fight a lot, and I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, tell us about the struggles in terms of the children and in terms of the culture, the language, and, uh, you know, kind of like packing and packing, moving around a lot. Uh, what are your biggest challenges? Sure, the packing and unpacking is not my favorite. I don't think it's anyone's favorite. Um, the language, learning the language and the 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 barrier um, is challenging at times. We've come a long way in a year, but far from being fluent. Um, between my husband and I, we don't actually argue a lot. We're a couple that the, the more we're together, the better we get along. So our arguing was really in Atlanta and it when we never saw each other and you know he was only home right before the boys went to bed. So um, that part as a family that's never apart is was surprising to me. We don't we tend to do very well um, with those exception of the, the very few days where we're bored maybe. Um, if it's raining and you know boys need to get outside <laughs> and burn off some energy so those tend to be the days if we're on top of each other with two big dogs and nobody can get outside that really is um is our biggest um hurdle sometimes so uh you mentioned you haven't uh you know fully decided where you're going to settle any time frame here like um you know at, at the time of recording this interview we are almost at the crisp of august uh, tell us about uh, the time frame. Are you going to keep traveling indefinitely? Yeah. Um, uh, thinking about settling. Uh, walk us through that. The time stages. We are thinking about settling. We want to finish um, our tour of Mexico, which would involve Oaxaca. That's probably we'll probably. It's a very slow tour. We are a very slow traveling family, so that will be probably a six month um, trip for us, and then we will either decide on a place to sort of set up a home base and travel the rest of the world, um, or maybe we'll just continue to be uh, the nomads that we are and, and just travel. Our limitation is the dogs. We have very big dogs. They're very difficult to ship. And um, so that's sort of our motivation for setting up a home base. Yeah, definitely the pet factor is important to consider. Uh, I'm actually staying here at a house sit um, in um, Medellin, Colombia, and there's a dog here, and uh, we're getting used to doggy life. We have never had a pet, and our kids love this dog. Our son is three, and he freaks out too, every time the dog jumps on him, but uh, something to get used to. So, uh, And I mean, obviously, with uh, you guys uh, uh, trying to figure out if you're going to do world touring, uh, that's obviously a tough one, and you might want to do something like dog sitting or house sitting where people, other people can take care of your pets. Exactly, exactly. We see a lot of people that do home trades or house sitting and pet sitting. I think that's something that would work great for us. Uh, so if people are watching and they're thinking of doing something similar to you, uh, you know, uh, heading out from the US, Canada, Europe, and they're thinking about going to Mexico, uh, what have you learned in terms of lessons or any insights or mistakes you made that you wanna pass on to our viewers today about moving to Mexico? I think the biggest um, issue that I would I would say we've learned is that Mexico is very safe, despite what everybody and the media will tell you. Especially coming from the U.S., um, 
you know, it's terrifying. The television shows and the stories they share, you would think that it is, um, and it's not perfect, but it is, it is the friendliest culture. Um, we haven't had a moment of fear. I don't think, had we thought we had made a mistake and brought our children into an unsafe environment, we would have turned right back around and gone home. Uh, but we've crossed the country twice by car. We haven't had a, a moment's hesitation and um, that it's really safe. I think to kind of, my advice would be to go um, in search of the truth and not but feed into the fear and um, sort of what you're spoon fed coming from the states and the, and the media. Well, as the X-Files slogan says, the truth is out there, and I just want to echo that. Uh, not in Mexico, because I haven't done much Mexico travel yet, but here in Colombia, I think it's even worse <laughs> in terms of what the media says. Everyone says you're going to be shot if you walk down the streets, or uh, there's gang violence and cooking and drug trafficking. And yeah, that was in the past, I mean, in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, and uh, you know, they've uh, achieved a peace settlement. The, the city's super safe. I mean, uh, uh, Medellin, I'm walking around, uh, and I feel super safe. I'd never feel any threats whatsoever. And it's so sad that people, um, so, you know, I think it's important for you, myself and other travelers to actually uh, change the media stereotype through our travels, through our blogging, through our social media. I agree. I, mean, I think the most important thing we ever did was stop listening to people who didn't live here or, or had traveled here. You know, we hear wonderful things about Colombia. It's definitely on the list of places we want to go. Um, and as soon as we stop listening to sort of the fear mongering and, and the, listen to the people that have traveled and lived in these places, um, it, it really, I mean, that really is the experience we've had. What, what they told us would happen is exactly how we've, how we've seen this country. And it's a beautiful place. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, you also document your travels in your blog. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the blog, Creed. Uh, we do. It's... Um, the, the blog is nomadish, um, and we it's sort of a storytelling. It was our experience and also kind of a how-to if you're looking to apply for visas, bring a vehicle in, bring your dogs in. Um, we kind of touch on how we did all of that and how other people can do that because it can get very uh, overwhelming and, and things change constantly. So someone who did it five years ago might not necessarily know how it's doing and going today. But um, so it's a little bit of both, a little bit of what our experience has been and a little bit of how you can start and make your own experience if that's what you're interested in doing. And uh, I like the ish because that's kind of what you are doing, right? You're like nomadic right now, but you think you're settling. So you're not fully settled and you're not fully nomadic. So you're kind of in, in between, right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, thanks for your time today. It's been very enlightening about uh, coming to Mexico, traveling in Mexico, living in Mexico. Uh, thanks for sharing the struggles as well. If people wanted to connect with you, uh, find out more, pick your brain, how can they do that? Absolutely. Uh, they can contact us through the blog. We also have a Facebook page. It's nomad-ish, and um, we're happy to answer questions. We get questions all the time, and um, people were very generous and helped us when we made our transition, and we're happy to pay it forward. Yeah, likewise, likewise. You know, like before we left on our epic adventure, we had so many questions. We would be listening yeah. to podcasts, we'd be watching videos, reading blogs, uh, asking people on social media. And now we're on the other side and we're so ready, willing, and able 
to help out others who are thinking about making this transition to nomadic family life. So it's always great to talk to other, other, another parent about uh, being a nomad and, you know, uh, I wish you the best over there in Mexico and I hope you find what you're looking for in terms of the home, the perfect home, the perfect city for your family. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you ever get to Mexico, I hope you'll look us up. We will. We are actually planning to go to Mexico um, uh, next year. It's still kind of like um, kind of in the planning stages. Right now, we're focused on South America. You know, we're here in Colombia, heading south from here to Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, and uh, visiting every country in South America. And then our goal is to do every country in Central America. So go from Panama to Mexico overland. So stay tuned for that. Uh, looking forward to meeting you IRL in real life. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so uh, once again, if you have any questions, uh, make sure you reach out and, uh, you know, ask Cree any questions or her husband, the kids maybe. And, uh, you know, yes. just learn about uh, someone who's doing it. Uh, so thanks for your time and uh, happy travels and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. You too. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to make an income while traveling the world. And just a quick side note here, if you're on Facebook, which I think most of us are, make sure you join our community. We have an active and engaged community called Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where we really want to build community amongst the digital nomads around the world. And even if you're an aspiring digital nomad, maybe you can come in there, ask your question, whatever you have in terms of income, homeschooling, safety, health, visas, uh, anything else, and we'll be happy to answer them for you. And if we can't, some of our other community members will. So thanks again, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode. Happy travels, and we'll see you soon.